Welcome to the San Diego News Fix, The Backstory, where we take you behind the scenes in our newsroom to show you how we got the story and how decisions are made. I'm Christy Totten. Today, we're joined by Jeff Light, Lauren Schroeder, Christina Davis, and Sam Schultz to talk about the surge in investors purchasing homes in San Diego County. Jeff, I'll pass it to you. Okay, thank you, Christy. Uh, so, Lauren Schroeder, you've got this uh, terrific story uh, coming out this weekend that you put together with uh, with Greg Moran uh, about uh, investor money in the local housing market, uh, and it's a fascinating look. And I just want, thought maybe we should start with, uh, you know, where do stories like this come from? How do you how do you get started on something like this? And uh, what, what was the origin of this inquiry? Sure. Uh, so Greg Moran and I have worked together on previous stories and it usually, a lot of those stories hinge around what's going on on a granular level in the city of San Diego or in the county or in pockets of the of different neighborhoods throughout the county. Um, and we had seen a lot of stories talking about investors purchasing up a large percentage of the homes that are available for sale and properties that are available for sale. And we wanted to do something similar to that, but a lot of that data is um, available, but it doesn't show you who's buying the properties, what investing investment companies are buying them, and where specifically those are. It's usually only broken down by zip code. So we went directly to the to our own county. We uh, collected a data set of all homes and properties by parcel number um, that were sold in a given time frame and analyzed it that way. Um, we did drill it down by zip code, but we looked um, more specifically at um, individual neighborhoods inside those zip codes. Yeah, and so like uh, broadly, what did you find? What is going on with investors? And and, and uh, did you see any, uh, uh, any patterns? Is it happening in some places more than others? And, and who are these people? Uh, so... We did find that San Diego, at least the city of San Diego, is pretty on trend with the national numbers that we were seeing, whereas that uh, investment companies, corporations are buying about 8% of the properties that are available for sale. Um, and like I said, that roughly translates to what's happening on a national level. Um, and in terms of what we found on top of that, we it was kind of interesting. We saw the top zip codes of where these sales are happening um, kind of showcased two prime examples of the problem. So on one end, you have a lot of the homes being bought up in La Jolla, in coastal areas, in Mission Beach. Um, and these are kind of, and you, you kind of hear this being talked about a lot where these homes are being purchased and they're being turned into Airbnbs. And what does that do to the neighborhood? What does that do to the people who live there full time? Um, and then on the other end, also at the top, um, in terms of high investment rates, uh, we saw southeastern San Diego, which is a lower income area. Uh, the real estate is cheaper there. The houses are cheaper there. Uh, and in a lot of those circumstances, the houses are being flipped and being sold for a lot more money. So it changes the feel of the neighborhood again. So uh, like what we kind of saw is that, you know, this is happening in two different areas, very different demographically areas um, and for two very real prominent reasons. Yeah, super interesting. Uh, Christina Davis, you're one of the editors on this story. Um, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the journalistic significance. Why, why, what are the implications of what we found here? 
Well, I, I think uh, part of what the, the story demonstrates, um, kind of like Lauren said, are, is anecdotes that, that I think probably all of us have, have heard, um, especially in this hot housing market right now, of people just getting priced out. Um, you know, you have uh, people um, who want to go, you know, maybe it's their first home or they need to, they want to get into the housing market. And, um, you know, they're, they're putting multiple offers onto houses. Um, you know, these bidding wars are happening. Um, and a lot of these people are, you know, you, you've got a mortgage, you know, you've got a lender that, that you're working with. Um, and then they're basically with uh, investors or large corporations who um, they're cash rich. They come in, you know, with all cash offers. And of course, a seller, uh, for the most part, is going to go for that offer. You know, it's cash, it's quick close. Um, they don't have to deal with a lender getting in the way and mucking things up. Um, and so I think this really does illustrate, you know, probably illustrate that problem. I've got a, um, one of my really close friends is a, a real estate agent um, in the county. And she has told me so many stories just over the past year about, you know, taking around clients, you know, to go buy house. And many times it's their first, you know, they're trying to get into the market and just continually being outbid by these all cash offers. Um, and it's heartbreaking for people because, you know, you kind of fall in love with homes and um, they keep getting pushed out. And, and she's told me several times that her, her clients just kind of get up and they just say, I can't do this right now. I'll, I'll call you in, in a year or two when we're kind of ready to try again. But they're, they're just they're so fed up with the experience. Yeah, as a, as a reader, to me, it seemed like a, a, a really good example of perverse incentives, meaning. Uh, here, investors are making a profit uh, by removing housing from uh, from uh, fr from the market, right? Like uh, there's the shortage of single-family housing for people, and uh, here the profit drives people to actually reduce that number, right? Turning these into Airbnbs, taking them off the market to flip them. But uh, uh, some some of the uh, participants uh, mm -hmm. saw their work differently, Lauren. How, how did the house flippers, uh, if that's the right word, um, describe uh, what the social good of what they thought they were doing too? Yeah, so Greg Moran, um, did talk to a couple of people who kind of provided the the other side of this, which is a good point to make as well. They're taking homes that, you know, to start over, a lot of people when they're buying a, their first home or they're buying a bigger home for their family, they don't want a project. A lot of people want move-in ready houses and the housing supply is already low. And so these flippers kind of see it and investment companies see it as a way of bettering the neighborhood where they are taking a rundown house that would have a hard time being sold. And cause it would take a very specific person who is willing to take on a project to buy it. And they are making it move in ready in a very short amount of time. Um, the problem with that is, you know, the house is infinitely more expensive when it's flipped like that because these investors rightfully so are trying to make a profit off of it. And so it becomes unattainable to quite a few people. 
Right, right. That dynamic of simply by moving the price reduces the housing availability because fewer and fewer people uh, can afford it. I thought that was that was really interesting. I wanted to turn to like one other uh, facet of this uh, through Lauren's work. You know, we're able to see uh, this map of like more than six thousand of these homes. I think out of seventy-seven thousand. No. Now, how many? Give me the numbers, Lauren. I thought there were. I thought it was eight percent of seventy-seven thousand sales. No, uh, it's a bit in the city of San Diego. It's smaller, um, but uh, we're looking at close to a thousand homes that were purchased by investors inside the city, and that is eight percent. Got it. Got it. Sorry about that. And uh, so you were able to uh, to map all of that. It's pretty striking when you look at it. Um, and uh, we were having a conversation about the the best way to show this, right? Like rolled up at the zip code level by, you know, sort of shading my zip code versus your zip code. That was one uh, one way that we're presenting the information. And then uh, actually seeing the dots on the map tells you a lot more, I think, about a neighborhood. Um, uh, and Sam Schultz, I thought you had a, a good observation when we were having that conversation about like, how specific do we wanna be with, uh, with mapping these houses. So I thought maybe if you could share your thinking there. Sure, so I think this sort of goes back to um, the fact that as, as Greg and Lauren saw in their analysis and explained in the story, investor is not always a particularly easy term to define. Uh, and that's largely due to the opacity that can surround the structure of an LLC, um, which is what so many of these uh, buyers they were looking at were. So the data analysis in the story itself really illustrate that and explain you know, what sorts of situations the use of an LLC for a home purchase can mask. Um, for instance, you know, a wealthy home buyer who wants anonymity for buying their own personal residence using an LLC to buy it. Um, so in this story, because we were only looking at single family homes in the first place, this, this does not include apartment buildings or condo complexes or anything. We were wary of illustrating that down to this very particular property level, particularly like in, in neighborhoods where we might be looking at homes that are owner occupied and that um, and where we're essentially zooming in on somebody's house saying, you know, this this is an investor purchased home when for all we know, it might be um, it might be an LLC that somebody used by their Yeah, I think uh, uh, yeah, that's well are frequently used and I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I, I, I think that's well said. Like uh, through some very careful data, data analysis by Lauren, we, we've got um, clear insight into uh, this trend, but when you boil it down to the single point, uh, you know, we, we haven't talked to all thousand people whose uh, dots are on that map. And so, you know, there is a little bit of an unknown at that level, so I think that's prudent to uh, to, uh, to to hold the data a little bit at you know the thousand foot level rather than uh, listing every single individual address and sale. Okay, fantastic uh, uh, work, Lauren. What I really like about this story is, you know, we write about housing sales every month, uh, like a lot of things uh, in our uh, our news cycle. And here we look a lot closer and discover a, a, a whole world of fascinating, uh, fascinating things going on in our community. So with that, I will turn it back to you, Christy. 
Okay. Uh, well, thank you all for joining us and thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix, The Backstory. To read the story, go online to sandiegouniontribune.com. We'll be back tomorrow.